Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. everybody to the Metal Gear episode of Two Dudes and a Ness, or should I say, welcome everybody mm-hmm. to Two Dudes and a Ness. Be very clandestine. We have to be, no, we have to be very sneaky in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about Metal Gear, mm-hmm. classic for the old NES. We're actually talking about Metal Gear, kind of trying to line it up with the release of that uh, that. Re- the most recent, I guess it's uh, five or four and a half, halfway to five. I don't we'll, know. We'll not hold a candle to this version. No. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we won't really talk about it, but we're just trying to line ours up with it. Well, we're, uh, you know, just trying to get a little extra promotion. That's right. We called up uh, Konami mm-hmm. and said, hey, while you're releasing this game, could you just drop us a few spots? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the two dudes, and they said, "Well, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, just make sure you line it up around the same time, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll make it happen." So, right. Uh, <laughs> they might even put on uh, on the box. I heard uh, as featured on the two dudes in that show. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I haven't bought the game, so I haven't looked at the yeah. box, but I'm sure they. <clears throat> I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. Alright, so Metal Gear, created by, or designed by, a guy named Hideo Kojima, uh, who has pretty much had his hand in every Metal Gear pretty much ever since. Um, he, uh, in some way or form or fashion, some game, some of the Metal Gears, he was just maybe a producer didn't actually design or um but uh he actually on the upcoming um metal gear solid 5 uh he did everything again he's back to doing he directed designed and uh, wrote everything um and the original metal gear he was the director writer and game designer he, he wasn't a producer i guess he wasn't famous enough or rich enough to be a producer yet um 
So it was released by Konami in 1987 uh, for originally the MSX2. Uh, for some of you gaming guys out there, you probably know what the MSX2 computer was. Um, it was uh, really just a thing in Japan and some parts of Europe, I think the Soviet Union, uh, you know, just communist. Um, it was a communist video <laughs> game system. Uh, Mother yeah. Russia. <laughs> Um, I think I think Putin still has one, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure he does. He probably plays this game. Constantly. Yeah, this this does kind of seem right up his alley. The only thing he's he the only thing is he wishes he could be big. Boss. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. I hear he's upset with uh, Kojima because they wouldn't. There wasn't an option to be big boss. <laughs> yeah, he he just likes. That's another thing. They really went out on a limb on that name, didn't they? What's his name? What big? <laughs> Oh, well, he's the boss, so what are we going to name him? Uh, how about uh, Big Boss? Alright, we'll go with that. Moving on. Next. <laughs> next. Uh, well, maybe it was something better in Japan. I don't know. Well, I don't, it seems like they had a little issue with the Yeah, some, several of the, the characters' names did change over, over time. Um, but I don't remember reading anywhere that Big Boss was ever called anything different. I think Big Boss has just always been Big Boss. Well, he was called something different. Um, I can't remember. Aaron Hickman actually posted on our wall some a part of the manual, <laughs> and he was called something ridiculous. I'll I'll, I'll find it while you okay. do some more history, and I'll let I'll, I'll come. We'll come okay. back to it. So, uh, Mr. Kojima uh, was brought in on this game by Konami. Uh, he was asked to take over the project from a senior associate. So, Metal Gear was intended to be an action game that uh, featured modern or kind of futuristic military combat. But uh, what uh, Kojima found was the MSX2's hardware actually limited the, the number of on-screen bullets and enemies. So he didn't really like that because he couldn't really create the game that he wanted in order to get the uh, true action game that he felt. So he, uh, he actually changed the focus of the gameplay. From uh, kind of a shooting up, shooting down the enemy, to just avoiding the enemy. And that's what we were talking about. Metal Gear has always been this kind of uh, clandestine mission game. So, uh, to, to kind of fast forward a little bit, in 2011, Hideo Kojima uh, took to Twitter and started showing some, uh, some of the original designs of the levels, the original scripts handwritten uh, of him when he was working on this game. Uh, it's all in Japanese, really. Um, the, and this is where he showed the original cover sheet. It looks uh, it says version 1, Metal Gear Intruder. So that was the original name. Was in, you know, Intruder was actually part of the game. Uh, and he showed the plan, and it had a big red stamp on it, which the stamp... Um, is in Japanese, but it, just, it stands for rejected. I don't know if it was rejected by Kojima himself or by superiors, but uh, <laughs> probably it, he was he was rejected at it was rejected at some point, um, but then I guess brought back. Um, so it, when it was released on the MSX2 in Japan in July 7, 1987. Uh, and an English version was later released in that same year for Europe. Um, 
and uh, the the uh, the because of memory constraints, the Japanese version was written entirely in katakana, with a character names spelled in Roman letters, and the English version was written entirely in uppercase and has numerous instances of of erroneous uh, spelling and uh, grammar. So I don't know if anybody's out there has probably played the MSXT version. Probably some people that have li are listening have played that version. Um, I don't know, but maybe you can uh, relate to some of the misspellings. Well, there were some great uh, misspellings and such in the in the yeah, NES version, yeah. which a lot of people call it. And this may be racist, but I'm going to say it anyways because this is what people call it. <laughs> English. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound as racist when you type it out, but now that I'm reading it out loud, it does sound pretty Yeah. Sorry, sorry to all our Japanese yeah. listeners, but they call it English. Uh, yeah. um, so anyway, we get to the NAI, NES version. So it, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear was ported to the Famicom, which released in uh, Japan on December 22nd, 1987, and was followed by the English version in North America in June 1988. Again, published by Konami's Ultra Games Division. Uh, like we talked about in the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, uh, some of Konami's games were released in, Ultra, in the Ultra Games Division due to constraints for how many games could be released. Um, it was actually developed, though, by another Konami division at uh, Tokyo. They were given the source code, and then they had to make changes... Um, that uh, it was actually led to Kojima, the original designer, uh, disowning it for a while. For a while. I think he comes back to it once it becomes so popular. Um, and then this guy, I, I don't even know, you know, here I go again with these Japanese names. Masahiro Ueno? Uh, he worked as the programmer. I think what you need to do, I think what you need to do is you need to just sound angry when you do it. Yeah. Or, and maybe it'll, maybe you'll get more accurate. I think I'm accurate. doing it too slow, too. Like, I, if yeah, I just yeah, do it really yeah. quick. Just say it fast. Yeah. Say it fast and say it like you're in a Godzilla yeah, movie. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, try it. Um, now. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's so good. Who, he that's worked good. as a uh, programmer for the NES version. He stated that the, that the staff was actually under some pretty... Uh, stringent deadlines. Uh, was only given three months, and was ordered to give it as diff make it as different as possible from the M MSX2 version. Um, so that's why there's some there's some level design differences, and uh, particularly in the, from the get go, uh, the very beginning of the game is obviously very different in the two versions. Mm -hmm. um, they also, what's weird about the NES version is it's called Metal mm -hmm. Gear, right? But in the NES version, they took they, out yeah, they, the they Metal Gear. Yeah, they took out the Metal Gear part, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And replaced it with like a supercomputer. Yeah, it's, uh, the Metal Gear boss is, yeah, is replaced by a supercomputer guarded by four enemies or soldiers. Um, despite that, uh, you know, despite some criticisms received from that, it did, um, it was a very popular game. Uh, rated uh, Games Radar ranked it as the sixth best NES game ever made. Yeah, 
I don't know about that. Uh, now this one probably is a little low in my opinion, but Nintendo Power's top 200 games list listed it at 104. Uh, I would maybe put it in the top 50. Not yeah, 6. Maybe. Not 6. No, definitely not 6. But uh, maybe 104. 104, it's kind of two ends of the spectrum there. 104 is kind of, I think, low. 6, way too high. So... Yes, yeah. I'm thinking like in the 50s. Yeah, or somewhere around in there. Now this is one interesting thing about the the game. Um, it was very successful. It led to actually two different sequels: Snake's Revenge, which re- was released in North America and Europe in 1990, and Metal Gear Solid 2: Solid Snake, which uh, the Metal Gear Solid 2: Solid Snake was the actual sequel developed by Hideo Kojima. Um, the Snake's Revenge, which I guess we get, we'll do a show on, was released by Ultra, and um, he was actually not even aware that they were designing this game <laughs> until it came out. <laughs> and uh, so you're saying it's not canon? No, uh, okay. it's not canon. Um, you know, uh, so Snake's Revenge came out. Once Snake's Revenge came out, I guess Kojima was kind of aggravated. He designed his own sequel. He's like, nope, that's not the sequel. I'm doing my own sequel. They released it for the MSX2. Um, and uh, released... And Putin rejoiced. Yes. <laughs> Putin, <laughs> big fan, um, came out and, you know, in big support of that game. I think... Did, did we make references to Vladimir Putin on the last episode, too? I... Are we about to have two references? We've made some Putin references. Are we gonna have before. a? Are we gonna have a Tom Arnold would be impressed and like a, a Vladimir Putin rejoiced, yeah. <laughs> like two yeah. separate yeah. ongoing things? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh boy. So that and also, um, it was a futuristic game design, but actually, I guess the the futuristic part now is actually the past. Um. Did you, were you able to pull up what Heron uh, Hickman said Big Boss's name was? I was, and I also dug out my old manual, so we can read from the manual whenever the game starts. But it, his, his name, the bad guy, his name in this, I guess was retrofitted to Big Boss, because I'm looking through the manual and it doesn't actually say Big Boss anywhere. It actually says Colonel Vermin Katef. <laughs> there you go. So, but uh, this is this is another Konami Ultra game. So this manual is actually pretty good. It's kind of it's along the same lines as the Ninja Turtles. So well, I'll have to read the yeah. intro whenever we actually get yeah, to the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, as as far as what I've got, um, we can talk about these player names, which are pretty interesting. Gray Fox, uh, Doctor Petrovich. You got to say Doctor Petrovich and his daughter Ellen. It's weird. It's like the the game was designed like the doctor's daughter was kidnapped by the enemy to blackmail her father, but then they just kidnapped him. In. Now is this in the MSX version or in the yeah, this is MSX version? But uh, yeah. Oh okay. All right. Well, let's just let's okay. move on. We can when we talk about the manual, we'll talk about some okay. cool stuff. All right. So uh, now I think we'll go on to Michael's requests. To find the cart. My request. I think I threw in a re on that. <laughs> that I didn't mean to. Michael's quest to find the cart. 
Did you request the cart from somebody? Well, sort of. <laughs> um, I've had this one for a while, and I'm, I'm trying to go back in my memory banks to figure out how I actually got this cart. I know I didn't have it like when I was a little kid, and when my mom, I don't, I know my parents didn't buy this for me, but um, I have had it for a really long time, and I'm thinking, and I don't know if this guy listens, but I had a neighbor when I was growing up. Yeah, His name was Josh. Talking about. Yeah. He was my next, he was my next door neighbor, and if he's listening, I, he may be listening to the show because I did tell him about it. But uh, I, he had a bunch of NES games growing up, and I had a bunch of NES games growing up. But at some point, he got like a PlayStation or something. And like we went, we our paths diverged mm-hmm. away from the NES. I went like in in sixty four. He went PlayStation, and somehow we did a bunch of game trading. And I think I got most of his NES games. And I think he had this game. So I think where I got this one from was my okay. neighbor. Whenever we traded games way back when. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think he still has my seventh seventh quest or something. Whatever that game is for the Super Nintendo, I think he still has that game of mine. That was actually just supposed to be a borrow. <laughs> so, Josh, you can keep that game because I hated that game. But just know that you've still got my game. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I've i had it for a long time. I think I got it in a trade with my neighbor when I was about 12 or something. You know what's interesting is, you know, trading was obviously before currency. Yeah, trading was the way you did business. It's also the way children do business. Are we talking like cavemen? Well, days? you know, like before. Yeah, not necessarily back to cavemen. Yeah. Oh, you're like maybe like even uh, like early before the Greeks, early American. You know, trading was much more popular than currency. So not during the times of Metal Gear. No. No, what I'm trying to say before you start crapping <laughs> this point, uh, okay, <laughs> is uh, children use the trading. I remember trading all the time as a kid. Yeah. Trade games, yeah. trade books for this, whatever. I remember... What's because kids don't have yeah, money. That's true. I kind of pre- prefer the trading system yeah, myself. Yeah, just find something around the house. Like, even now, I've tried to, I've you know, trying to make friends with the other people in the retro gaming community so I don't have to buy games from them. I can just trade something I have that they want mm-hmm. and I can get what I want. Cool. It's, a lot, it's actually more fun. It, it has a better story whenever you actually get the game. You have a better story behind it. Well, you know, yeah. it's like back in the day you had uh, trading cards. They were actually called trading cards. It's just a pointless trade. Right, because you would get you would end up with duplicates mm-hmm. whenever you bought mm-hmm. the packs. But the other guy may not get, ever get mm-hmm. that card that you actually got a duplicate of. So, But he may have one that you, you don't have. So. Early negotiating skills are good for kids. I don't know how... I haven't been on any playgrounds lately. That'd probably be pretty creepy. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. a good idea. Um, <laughs> if I just kind of walked up on a uh, playground, was like, "Hey, guys, what, how, how do y'all? You guys trade stuff?" But I can remember the negotiations. You know, sitting on the picnic bench outside uh, during recess, getting your cards out. Well, you know, I'll give you this and this and this for this. To learn early negotiation skills. So, yeah. So, two dudes. Lesson of the day: Learn, teach your kids negotiation. Yeah, teach your kids; they don't need money. Trade. Teach them yeah. how to trade, and even even lunchtime trade. I trade you uh, my yeah. apple for your 
for your banana pudding. Like, uh, you know what I mean? was it Brandon that always wouldn't trade his hush puppies for fish? No. Yeah, he... That was Carl. He didn't like fish. Okay, quick tangent yeah. for Justin and I. We all... I went back in high school... <laughs> Justin and I would race to the cafeteria because we knew that we had a friend named Carl mm-hmm. who didn't like his fish, but he liked hush and we puppies. we didn't care for the hush puppies. And we, we didn't care for the hush puppies. We liked the fish. So we would race each other to <laughs> yeah. Carl and be like, okay, Carl, here's yeah. our hush puppies. It's like uh, Carl was just like, first come, first serve. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play favorites. He just he was a very straightforward mm-hmm. kid. You mm-hmm. know? Just whoever got to him first got his fish mm-hmm. for hush puppies. Right. All right. So you so you got the game in trade, which is which is interesting in itself. But uh, you got it in, in trade. Um, I had the game. I don't know how I got the game. A lot of games I don't know. Like some games, like I know, like uh, we were talking about Ninja Turtles last week. I have a a good memory of getting that for Christmas. That and Ducktales. But a lot of games, I'm just like I don't really know how I got it. Did I get it for a birthday? Did I get it for? Good behavior. I don't... Yeah. Well, I guess that's why it's Michael's quest to find the card because I can make up again. A good story. I still don't have good did stories. I, did I? <laughs> did I really get it in a trade, or did I just make that story up? Oh, we need Who to call knows? Rob Luther. Maybe he's got a a, a good uh, story about child labor. He worked at a coal mine <laughs> for six months. His dad bought the game. So. Oh no. I really do think I got it in trade with with my buddy yeah. Josh back in the olden days. The game discussion. Anyways, well let's talk about the game. Alright. Let's start off talking about the game by reading from this manual. This is this yes. is gold. Again, this is paper gold. Konami had some good uh, good manuals back yep. in the day. Alright. So Vermin Katafi, terrorist at large. Vermin. His name is Vermin. Yeah, it's <laughs> v- that itself. V e r m o n. So it's uh, not like it's, it's not like little, vermin like the rats. It's a little different. I, I mean, I guess his friends could call him Verm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Putin named his dog Verm. Yeah, spelled like spelled like the rat, though, right? Can't confirm or deny that. Okay. <laughs> Colonel Vermin Katafi, a once tranquil shepherd boy who grew up on the remote banks <laughs> of the Sam the Sam Sam River in Outer Mongolia with his twenty seven sisters, turned to terrorist terrorism <laughs> at an early age. I'm okay. sorry. Twenty seven sisters? Yeah. Um, I yeah, guess well, he once was... you have twenty seven, maybe you do run out of names. Because you've got to I mean, I guess even though they're girls, they're going to have to use some kind of, like, boy crossover in the 27. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have... I think I'm going to have trouble <laughs> containing my laughter, so if I, uh, if I laugh during talking about this, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. On to the next paragraph. Now, after years of pillaging innocent people, he has taken control of Outer Heaven, a small nation on the outskirts of South Africa. Here is the sole tyrant. Scary sounded. Like a walking mm-hmm. tank that can shoot nuclear warheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty scary. It's impressive. So Tom Arnold would be impressed. Tom Arnold would certainly be impressed. And probably a little yeah. terrified. Yeah. Okay. But not Putin. Putin would rejoice. Putin would rejoice, yeah, <laughs> so no doubt. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> you know, I think Putin really appreciates the, uh, what is it? It's not really rags to riches, but maybe rags to evil the story has. You know, kind of a. Yeah. I went from just a poor shepherd boy. <laughs> there should be a song. Poor shepherd boy becomes the evil dictator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So, playing this game, I. I don't remember playing it when I was younger. I must have played it a little bit and not really liked it and put it back up because I don't have a fond memory of it. Mm -hmm. But playing it now, I realize I'm terrible at sneaking around in this game. Yeah. I could not make it... I mean, I could make it into the first base, mm -hmm. which I don't even know if that's where I was supposed to go because there's really no direction to where you're supposed to go in this game. You just dropped in the jungle, man. You're just dropped in the jungle. And the first part is kind of straightforward because you can only really go one way. Mm -hmm. You just got to sneak past the guy that feels asleep and punch a few dogs. And then you <laughs> hop in the back of a truck and, oh, it's it has started to move. And then you're off to the base. And then you can go in the base. But not if you forget to grab the key card, which I did the first time. Because you walk up on all these trucks, right? And inside one of the trucks is a key card, and inside the other truck, it just takes off with you in it. So <laughs> yeah. if you jump in the wrong truck first, you miss the key card, and you just yeah. get dr drove off. <laughs> Interesting deck, yeah. you know. And it, it makes me wonder why I was so terrible at sneaking, because these guys can't see diagonally. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. like you can stand diagonally next to them. And yeah. I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the, some examples of the bad grammar uh, in the NES version. One quote is, Contact missing our gray fox. <laughs> uh, the, another, the truck have started to move. Yeah, I tried to make a few references quickly <laughs> without actually bringing them out. But yeah, the truck have started to move. And I also mentioned, as I walked past the the first guy who feels asleep, he feels... Yeah, he I feels feel asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, he falls asleep, right? And then he wakes mm -hmm. up and immediately yells, I feel asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know sleeping was a feeling. It's an emotion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> mm -hmm. so another thing about those trucks right I know I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of jumping all over the place because I took notes while I was playing the game but I didn't really make it very far so I didn't really get any story so I just took all these random notes about things that happened to me so another thing that happened to me was you get in the truck right and mm -hmm. it, it, it have started to move and then you drive off well you can get in another truck and it have started to move and you drive off and then you can get in another truck and it have started to move and then you drive off so you can get you can get you can be driven all over this base and really have no idea where you're going which is what happened to me i just kept jumping in all these different trucks and get i was you know i went everywhere and then all, all of a sudden one at one point i got drove to this place where a big tank started coming down after me and it's just <laughs> I feel like maybe I was jumping ahead in the game, like I was supposed to go into the base and do some stuff and then go back out and get in another truck and then go do some stuff and then get back out and get in another truck. But the game let me do it. So, I, of course, if the game's going to let me do it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know? Yeah. I. It's very confusing. And I don't know, this is probably why I don't have a lot of experience with the game. 
as in other you know, playing it early on because I was young when this game came out and if I, you know, when I played it when I was young, I don't think I would really, I don't think I really got it. I yeah, don't know. I, I know I didn't. That's, I mean, I think that's why I didn't play it much as a kid because it just, it went over, it, it kind of goes over my head now. Yeah. So even as a kid, I mean, and I'm I feel like you almost have to have a strategy manual. I'm a little confused at what's going on. Wouldn't it be better if... The, okay, so essentially the people on the base are going to try to kill you, right? You're the bad guy. You're an intruder. Right. So you get in the truck, and they're, they're, they decide instead of just killing you, we're going to drive you to another part of the base. And then just kill you there? I don't know. I, I guess they technically don't know you're in the truck. I don't know. Well, it have started to move after you get in it. Right, so it almost seems like, oh, we got him now, let's drive him over <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to the tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which actually was pretty effective, because I definitely died at the tank. Because um, I didn't have I, any, you don't have any weapons at the beginning. You really don't have anything, right. but like a pack of cigarettes. Right. Uh, and then computer gaming world, uh, called the NES version acceptable, but it really criticized the control system and the, and the, the player not having any weapons at the beginning of the game. And it was like, and that's probably what frustrated a lot of people. I'd say if you, I don't know how well this game sold, but let's say back in back in these days, renting games was very popular. Right. Um, probably way more popular than they are now. Um. And if you rented this game, and you started out, and you didn't have any weapons, and you're just trying to be quiet, and I know, like me, back then, I just wanted to shoot them up, beat them up. That's what you, mm -hmm. you know, that's what you do. And you, you're all of a sudden kind of like, uh, kind of the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah, I don't it's think very, very different. It's very, very different. Buy, yeah. So I don't think you'd buy this game. So I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how well it did, but, uh, it, it must have done well, or at least continued to do well, because, I mean, it spawned, what, like 16 oh, yeah. sequels or something? Yeah, definitely very popular. And, but, I mean, uh, when you get to the PlayStation and you play, like, Metal Gear Solid, that game is... Oh, pun, yeah. Pun intended, that's a solid game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a... But, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to have something to lay the foundation. And this game, for what it is, I mean, it's unique... And it's kind of fun. It's just I would have appreciated some more direction in the game. Yeah, that's that's something that I I mean I, I enjoyed playing the game. It's just I really wish I'd known what I was doing. I wish I knew where to go. I re they don't right. really tell you anything, and it's just kind of that's what that's what bugs me the most is that I just didn't know where to go. I guess I, I guess I should have broke out a Nintendo Power strategy guide or something. Yeah. Well, and also I think. I, I would be interested. I'm not really interested in playing the MSX2. Have you seen the control for the MSX2? No. It's just a keyboard. Uh, it's just looks so like, like a computer. computer. Yeah. Um, but it seems like maybe the MSX2 version was better. From what I've read. Yeah. I can't say that from experience because I've never think, played an MSX2. I think we had a, some listener feedback that said you should play the MSX version. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely from what I'm reading the story made more sense and it just sounded like a better game um, 
But let's one thing that's interesting about the Metal Metal Gear franchise is the original Metal Gear came out in 1987. The sequel, the real sequel, not Snake's Revenge, which is a solid snake, came out in 1990. And then it's eight years before another game was made for PlayStation, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strange. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. It's like uh, a revival of, uh, you know, an old game. Yeah. So, well, you know, talking about, I mean, let's talk about like the graphics and the sound mm-hmm. of the game. The graphics okay. are okay. I think they're just kind of middle of the road for an NES game. Yeah. Hey, you know, I don't think that it's as good as like. I think Ninja Turtles definitely was better. Um, a lot of games definitely better. I think DuckTales has better graphics. I think... Um, uh, of course, we do have to remember that this game was made in 1987. Yeah, and so it's it one, of, one the, of the earlier games. One of the earlier games. But this, if you, let's compare it to a game that we've already played. Wizards and Warriors was also released in 1987. So compared to Wizards and Warriors, I would give it to Wizards and Warriors as far as absolutely, graphics. Absolutely, yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but I would say that, uh, you know, it's 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 in the middle of the graphics on the NES. Putin's not going to be happy with our critiques of this game. Well, he's probably already stopped listening, hopefully. <laughs> it's like, no, no, this game's awesome. You guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I'm you guys, you guys aren't it. talking about the MSX version? Off. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he wouldn't listen to a show called Two Dudes in a Mess anyway. He wants Two Dudes in an MSX. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm not, you know, let, let me be clear. I don't think the game's bad. Yeah, right. We're not trying to say the game's bad. But uh, I think that it definitely, as far as compared to other games, I wouldn't spend time playing this if I could play other games. Yeah, I mean, I think my time spent this week trying to play it for the show... Mm-hmm. Maybe the extent of the gaming that I'll do on it. I'm gonna keep it in my collection, maybe for mainly for nostalgia, just because mm-hmm. I've had it for so long and I've tried to play it several mm-hmm. times and never really, it never really amounted to anything. Right. Um. Uh, real quick, I hate to jump back, but something else that bugged me was the password system. Like, I didn't even know there was passwords at first. Like, I kept playing the game, uh-huh. and I kept thinking, okay, I'm ready to quit. Yeah. But it kept it kept letting me continue, but it wouldn't give me a password. So was, but I knew there were passwords in the game, but I couldn't figure out how to get it. And I said, I'm ready to quit playing now. Please give me mm-hmm. a password. Where do I get my password? And finally, mm-hmm. I just said, forget it. And I went to end instead of continue. And it's like, here's mm-hmm. your password. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, yeah. part of the gameplay... There was a speedrun uh, on YouTube, not owned by either of the two dudes, however. Um, 47 minutes, which doesn't See, sound like a speedrun. I, I think I there's mean, even a speedier run. Isn't there one that's like 27 minutes? I don't know. The one I saw was 47, I'm, and I'm not saying that's the end all, but... Yeah. Well, Philip Vaughn has commented on our wall and said that... Uh, there is a speed run by Marco Master 88 Vinahan of 27 minutes 57 seconds. There you go. Which doesn't sound like you said. Doesn't sound like a speed run, but this game's long. Right. 
and confusing. So you have to know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've had to beat this game several times. Right. Um, so, yeah. so that's pretty. That's pretty. That's really fast. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if we are allowed to mention this on the show, but uh, since we're being family friendly, but the password system. There is a password in the U- <laughs> in the U.S. Uh, version of this game that was taken out in the other versions. That to, to get to the final boss with no weapons or no anything, it just spits you out at the final boss, like barehanded. Mm-hmm. Bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, it's actually. Well, I can't say it, but it's. Look it up. It's uh. Okay. It's like uh. It's like screw myself. Is <laughs> actually the password. <laughs> it's. It begins with an F. Yeah. And it says me well, in it. Yeah, we get it. Mike. Okay. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to explain it for all the children out there that may not get it. So that they can really ask their parents, you know, bluntly. Mommy, what, is what the... does this say? Yeah. <laughs> what are they talking about, Mommy? And then, and then really awkward conversations for all of our listeners who listen with their kids. Exactly. Which is probably no one, but... Yeah. <laughs> Retro-fitted trophies. All right. Did you come up with any cool trophies for the game? Uh, I did. Um, I came up with one called Michael Vick, which is <laughs> uh, punch five dogs to submit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. Um. And then I also came up with one called Hitchhiker, which is. Continuously ride the trucks. Just nice. don't do anything but ride the trucks. Right. Um, my uh, uh, trophies. The first one was kind of similar to your Michael Vick. I like yours better, but mine was the Pedo Award for <laughs> punching all the dogs. Nice. And uh, Jungle Boogie for getting through the first jungle level. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Do a little bu- boogie when you get through that just awful <laughs> experience. Uh, also, yeah. I came up with one more. It was called Misstep, mm-hmm. which is falling down that bottomless pit that opens mm-hmm. up. In the once you mm-hmm. get inside the base, there's that pit that opens up. Yeah, I don't really know how many army bases would utilize something like that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like a <laughs> landmine within the base. Yeah. I'm not really sure that's a good idea. Yeah, but that's all the that's all the trophies that I could come up with. Sweet, sweet game rating. I'd rate that a ten. Okay, uh, so how about we give it a little rating here? Okay. Um, I'm thinking, since the main character's name is Solid Snake. Let's give this game a rating of a snake. Yeah, like a, so, like a species of snake. Oh yeah, like a species of snake. All right. Well, I'm, go I'm gonna have to go with the copperhead because the mm. copperhead snake is a very sneaky snake. They like to. It's a very sneaky. They're snake. a sneaky snake. Who <laughs> you a sneaky snake? Um, they uh. <laughs> They, uh, you know, they, they like to hide and wait for their prey. They're not as much as they don't chase. Um, 
and they don't run particularly. Copperheads don't typically like to run from people. It's like people get bit. Mm-hmm. They walk up on. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the sand boa, <laughs> which is, uh, I think it's, let me hang on. Uh, its official name is the Ericeanae. I don't, okay. I don't know. The E. Joshless. Anyways, it's the snake that bur- burrows itself in the sand and then pops up out of the sand. Yeah. So, because it's sneaky. It's, it's, a, another, it's sneaky another sneaky snake. snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's 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 what I'm going to go with. I don't. Th- that's really doesn't tell anything about the rating of this game. <laughs> I think that's kind of. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got some feedback. Yeah. A little bit. Five. Uh, what, what did you tell me? We had uh, five new five star ratings. Mm, six. Six. All right. <laughs> yeah. On iTunes. We're knocking it out. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm going to read here. Okay. Got, we've got six. It may take me a minute because they're awesome. Okay. And I want to spend time on them. So. Okay. But we have six five star ratings on iTunes. The first one is from Citizen of Mars. Uh, they say it's difficult to find a podcast that focuses on the main point of video gaming, the games. These games are all pieces of art that need to be studied, discussed, and loved, and I can tell that y'all love the games. Yeah. This show has a great, great format. I love the guests that call in and the outro music being the next week's game. Don't stop doing what you're doing. All right. We won't. That's a good one. Uh, I, I will say I do have a guest lined up for today. Kind of, I'm kind of springing this on you, but he's coming in at the end. He's coming in at the end. So, okay. All right. The next five star says "Takes Me Back" by Ondistar. Says first, thanks for helping me remember the greatest video game system ever made. In my opinion, while we're here, I'm going to I'm going to purchase every NES game you review in order. My wife loves the idea. I have enjoyed every episode, and I look forward with much anticipation to each one. Thanks for your hard work and dedication. It makes beginning my work week a lot more tolerable. Awesome. All right. I love that. I love that one, because he's going to buy the games and play them with us. It's a good one. I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right. The next one is, a 35-year-old, not-cool-anymore guy feels at home again. <laughs> his name His name is Move Right. says, you guys are awesome. I was browsing podcasts to listen to, to while I work at my antique furniture shop. You guys bring me back to the best days. I can remember 1986, I was six years old, and I bought a NES and NES. Love your show. It's amazing. Don't know if you take requests, but how about Metro? Uh, well, for five-star review, we will definitely take requests. We'll try to play that one soon. Yeah. So, yes. Yes, we do take requests. Anybody else out there want to give us a five star? If you drop a request, we'll try to get it done within like a month. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I love this show by HGHKHKGK. No, I don't know. It's a bunch of letters. HGKHKG. That's it. This is my favorite retro gaming podcast out there. Just two average guys hanging out and reminiscing about awesome video games. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of fun. All right. It is a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Ddubs777 says, One of the best podcasts on my rotation. Tom Arnold would indeed be impressed. 
Yeah. So I'm hoping that Tom Arnold eventually will be impressed enough to come on our show. I wonder if he's heard yet. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking not yeah. because we've probably got, what, maybe 1,000 to 2,000 listeners yeah. out of all of the United States. Yeah. I doubt that Kevin Bacon's five degrees of separation has kicked in yet. It'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get there. All right, and the last one is from Mr. Zahn. says, these guys are funny and knowledgeable. Great podcast for anyone who grew up playing these games and or enjoy them today. I didn't even realize they were working clean, no naughty language, until it was pointed out. While I don't have any problem with cursing or adult content, I think it does take a good personality and sense of humor to be family-friendly and still be entertaining without dumbing down anything. And that's, I, I, yeah, that's quite the compliment for us. Appreciate I appreciate that. that. Yeah. Uh, that we can still remain funny while being family friendly. Yeah. And we do try we do strive to be family friendly just because we know a, a lot of a lot of our friends like to listen and play games and do podcasts with their kids and stuff. So we don't you know, we don't want to step on any toes. So mm-hmm. we do like to remain family friendly. Yeah. Okay. Well okay. Good show. Pretty much wraps up the show. Yeah. Let me go get the let me go get the guest. I'll be right back. Okay. So while uh, while Michael's getting the guests, I just want to remind everybody: check out our Extra Life uh, fundraiser. Uh, the, the the event's not going to be until October, but uh, you can go on there, donate to a good cause, Children's Miracle Network that helps out children's hospitals um, throughout the country. Um, check it out. Um, just Google Extra Life, and uh, when you get to the website, you can. Uh, Look us up, Two Dudes and Ness, or any other show. If you want to, on the Retro Junkies Network, if you want to donate in their name. And, uh, like I said, help out a good cause and help out the show. Okay, so he's he's here. Uh, I tried to get uh, Michael Bain or Sean Connery, mm-hmm. since the, the cover of the game is kind of designed after them. Yeah. Couldn't get them. But uh, why don't you tell everybody who the, who you are? Yeah, we read you, Snake. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, say, say it one more time, just in case anybody didn't hear you. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we read you. Okay. Yeah. So, I just want to know, Snake, um, what did you think about the NES version of Metal Gear? <laughs> Whoa, Snake! <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Was there product problems in production? Something that you didn't like, or what? What, what happened? Why? Why? Well, so you think they got a little careless, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, maybe you know, it was because of that three-month deadline. What's that, Snake? What'd you say? Adam? Uh, I don't, I don't know who Adam. I'm trying to answer your question. <laughs> uh, well, um, you're making me a little nervous. Okay, okay? don't look at us. That look, you, you're gonna have to tone it down a little bit. Major Tom, you're you're kind of breaking up. Are you on the one of those old radios like you were in the game? 
You'll be fine. Uh, okay, this radio just sucks, yeah. Snake. So, well, I'm turning it Thanks for coming on, Snake, for whatever yeah. that was worth. Apparently, Snake wasn't a fan of this game. <clears throat> I guess not. Um, Maybe he had some PTSD from, you know. What he said he it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? Something stinks? Yeah, something, something about it stinks. Okay. Uh, okay, I guess we can kind of wrap the show up. One, one more thing is I did put a poll up, but not a whole lot of people voted, but I wanted to know what everybody's favorite boss from the game was. Yeah. And two people voted for Machine Gun Kid, and one person voted for Big Boss. Mm-hmm. So, Machine Gun Kid wins. He rules the day. There you go. He's everybody's favorite boss character. So, everybody right. remember check us out, nesdudes.com. It's our website, show notes, listen to the show though there, um, read what we little tidbits about the show. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and always thank you for telling a friend and a loved one or coworker or person on the street. Right. And big big thank you to reviews mm-hmm. on iTunes. Yeah. You guys are I mean, these five-star reviews, I mean, we've got like 20 of them now, yeah. and that's just crazy. Uh, that's what keeps us at the top of the list when people go searching for us on iTunes. And that's so. what gets new listeners. New listeners mean more and more. Uh, the show is going to get better and better, and the show keeps going. So. Right. So, I mean, if we don't have any listeners, we don't have any motivation. Right. So, um, yeah. So, reviews. They're, they're great. I mean, you, if you don't listen to us on iTunes, whatever you listen to us on, if they have some kind of review system, mm-hmm. I'm sure it kind of works the same way, where if you give us a thumbs up or something, it probably bumps us up on the list. So, and the more people that listen, the more people, if you get together on Facebook, I've noticed that some of our listeners have gotten together and they chat back and forth on Facebook yeah. and Twitter and yeah. stuff, so make friends, right? Yeah. That's, that's, part of the, that's part of this game. Justin and I have made a ton of new friends doing this. Yeah. Excuse me. All right. All right. So thanks for here comes the here comes the noises for the next game or the music or whatever (laughs) whatever it is. Here's the noises. (laughs) I'm actually just gonna play a bunch of bleeps and bloops. All right. Thanks everyone. All right. See ya.